So I spent the weekend at WordCamp London, which is the big WordPress conference that happens each year. And yesterday afternoon, I gave a presentation called How to Win Big Name Clients with Love. And it's really a topic that's been at the heart of our business at Whole Grain Digital. And I thought it'd be great for the podcast. If you're not familiar with Whole Grain Digital, we were founded in 2007. It was founded by my wife, Vinita, and I, and we're a specialist WordPress agency. WordPress is a system that powers about a quarter of the world's websites. Um, and we were the first agency in London to specialize exclusively in WordPress. And we've grown organically over the last nine years. Um, now got some really, really wonderful people working for us, largely in London, but also spread all over the world in, in places as far away as um, Serbia and, and China and, and Brazil. So our story is quite interesting in the sense that, as cheesy as it sounds, Love has really been at the heart of everything that we've done at Holbrook Digital. You know, there's, there's lots of ways that you know you could give a presentation on how to win big name clients, and the reason that I decided to give mine with the twist of of with love is because that's really at the heart of how we have won our big name clients, and it's also at the heart of of why our business exists at all. Um, Vanita and I fell in love and wanted to spend as much time together as possible, and decided that the best way to do that was to start our own business. And and so Whole Grain Digital really emerged out of out of that. And and initially we we weren't a specialist WordPress agency. We we did a whole bunch of things with brand design and you know Joomla sites and static HTML and Magento and some custom custom work that we, we got developers to build up for us. And Vanita and I are not technical, we're not developers and, and we didn't really feel comfortable with this and nothing really gelled and, and until my brother introduced us to to WordPress and it's just such an empowering technology. It allows you to do so much more than than you could otherwise do. And whether you're technical or not. If you're technical, you can extend it and do amazing things. But if you're not technical, then it empowers you to basically still create fantastic websites and and manage the content on those websites. And not just, so it was empowering for us as an agency and we fell in love with it straight away. But it was also empowering for our clients who, you know, they understood it. it was a technology they could get their heads around and they felt like they were in control of their own websites. And and so we loved it. They loved it. Um, and and really from that whole grain digital in its in its current form was born as as a specialist wordpress agency that we said look you know let's do what we love let's do what's good let's do what our clients love um and let's just forget everything else we'll just do one thing well and we'll focus on the thing that is good for everyone and that was wordpress and and so we've grown organically over the years to have a lot of great clients and some of them are small medium-sized businesses that you know a lot of people have never heard of but they're really wonderful people really wonderful clients that, that do great work but we've also got a lot of big name clients now and you know people like MS and unicef and right move and ecova um and the thing that a lot of people ask me is is how do you win your big name clients and my initial response to this normally is, is that I don't really know. Um, to some extent, it's just really happened over the years. And there's not really been a specific strategy. We haven't gone out targeting these big clients. We, But we have been really, really lucky over the years. Um, and there are some things specifically that people probably think that we 
we do in order to attract these clients that we don't do and I'm going to talk them through and then I'm going to talk through some of the things that have been reflected on it that we do do that have been really pivotal for us. So so we don't hire salespeople and when I say this I don't literally mean that there's nobody involved in sales but what I mean is that we don't have people in our team whose job it is to go out and hunt down clients um, and, and cold call do do outbound outbound marketing, outbound sales, and, and who are driven by targets and who are driven by commissions. And I think those last two points are probably the most important in the sense that we believe that if you if you have people who are driven by targets and commissions in an organization like Whole Grain, you, you create a conflict of interest. And in fact, you create two conflicts of interest. The first conflict of interest is that that person is driven to try and get as much money out of as many clients as possible. And that's not always in the best interest of those clients. It means that you're, you're not necessarily selling them what they need. You, there's an incentive to not always be honest with them about what they need. And it also means that you're perhaps potentially selling to clients, you're incentivized to sell to clients that maybe aren't right for you or that you're not right for them. Um, because you're just trying to hit a target or you're just trying to get a commission. And and then and the second conflict of interest which is tied in with that is that if you're paying sales commissions and you're you've got sales targets that you've got to hit every month, then there's a risk that you end up selling things, even if you don't do it intentionally, there's a risk that you end up selling things for the sake of those commissions, for the sake of hitting those targets, and that they're they're things that we should never have sold. You know, they, they might be things that we don't have time to fulfill. They might be things that actually we don't have the skills to fulfill. Um, or they might just be clients that actually, you know, aren't, aren't right for our team and that our team wouldn't feel comfortable working with. And so not having salespeople, although it might sound like that's going to reduce our sales, I think has actually been really helpful in us um, getting a lot of the clients that we have because they're so used to going into an agency environment and are talking to an agency where the people that they engage with are those salespeople who are trying to hit their targets and trying to get their commissions and and they can feel the difference when they come in and they just talk to talk to the real people that run the company that 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 do the designs that build the websites and and it's just a really frank honest conversation about about what do you need and and it's not driven by any targets, and and I think they feel really comfortable with that, and and they can they can tell the difference. And the next thing is we don't advertise. Um, there's nothing wrong with advertising. I think inherently, if you've you know, sometimes it's necessary to drum up business. We've just been lucky that we've never actually needed to do any advertising, and so you know it doesn't really make sense for us to to invest money and time in promoting ourselves, and when we've got inquiries coming through the door most of the time and and so you're not going to find us chasing you around the internet on, on banner ads or anything like that um, I think that's more that we're just lucky we haven't needed to do it rather than there's anything wrong with doing it um, we don't bid for tenders so you know again there's nothing wrong with bidding for tenders and I think that potentially in the future that might be something that we revisit and you know there's some amazing projects that get put out to tender by large companies by government departments really really amazing projects but I think there's a huge amount of legwork that goes into applying for a tender it, it takes um, an enormous amount of time 
So it's a it's a huge cost investment to bid for a tender. And and we have done it in the past many times and we have an incredible track record of always coming second. And in a way, second is a wonderful place to be that you think, oh, we're so close, we did well. But it's also a terrible place to be because you you came so close, but second is, um, in, the, in the world of tenders, second is the first loser because you literally get nothing. Um, so... So we don't do that anymore. And I think Fabio Torlini from the hosting company WP Engine, who was actually the guest on our first Wholesome Business podcast, he he said at last year's WordCamp London that it's not a good idea to bid for a tender unless you already have a relationship with those people and you're pretty sure that you're in their top one or two choices before going into the tender process. Because Although the idea of tenders, especially for government projects, but also for larger companies, the idea of tenders is that it's a very, um, it's a very fair and logical, rational process. The reality is that behind the scenes, in pretty much all cases, they have some people in mind that they would like to work with, and and it's policy they have to go through a formal tender process. And so, of course, there are occasions when an outsider will win that with an amazing application. But in many cases, it probably in the majority of cases, certainly with with the type of tenders that, that we would be bidding for, um, it's going to go to probably one of the two preferred suppliers that, that they had in their minds at the beginning. And, and really the tender process is to validate their opinion that they're the best people to go with rather than to explore alternative options. So... So for us at this stage, I think tenders is there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that it's not profitable for us, and we've never we've never won any business out of it. The next thing is that we don't go networking, and it's funny I should say this because I spent the whole weekend at, at WordCamp London, where you know I met a lot of great people, some people I already knew, some new faces, and some great things come out of meeting people at events like that. But what I say when I say we don't go networking is I mean we don't go networking in a sales capacity. We don't go to networking events. We don't go to places like WordCamp London with the hope that, you know, every person we speak to, we hand out our business card and hope that we can drum up some business from them. It is it's quite the opposite, you know, when we're at events like that. We're really there just to learn and have a good time and get to know good people and there's no there's no agenda. There's no there's no hidden agenda of of trying to drum a business and if if anything comes in the future from it just naturally and organically that's fantastic um but that's not why we're there and that's partly just because of the type of people that we are and the type of people we have in our team that we're not we're not that outgoing and we're not we're not sales driven in the same way so we're not going we're not going to events with that agenda but in a way that's more powerful because when we do meet people we're meeting them in a really natural, honest capacity. Um, and I think that relationships, those natural, honest relationships are really at the heart of, of building a strong brand and building a strong business. And so actually taking the conflict of interests of trying to sell people things out of the equation means that you you form better relationships with people. And, you know, the wonderful thing about WordPress is that we even have good relationships with with some of our some of our main competitors and you know, we all we all go to these events and we get on really well, and 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 there's no awkwardness, and I think I think that's really wonderful. Um, so the final thing that we don't do is, is is we don't pay for referrals, and again, this comes back to conflict of interest. That if people recommend Whole Grain Digital 
to a potential client. We want them to do it because those people believe that we're good. We don't want them to do it because they think that we're going to give them some money for doing it. And I think that when you when you go down that route of offering people commissions for recommending you, what you're doing is you're you're going behind the client's back because the client thinks that someone recommended you because they believe in you because they think you're good. But under the table, you're passing the money to say that. And so I think that you know referrals. Maybe it could be handled in a very transparent way. I don't know about that, but certainly in a sort of general sense, I think referral commissions have a certain dishonesty to them. And and so certainly as an agency at this stage, it just it just doesn't feel like a good thing to do. Um, and hopefully just by by building a good reputation, people will refer us anyway. So so this really brings me on to sort of the the point about where do our clients find us? Because if we don't do all these things, then, you know, how do we get any clients at all? And, you know, in the early days, I'll admit, it was really, really tough. Um, when we were a new company nine years ago and we didn't really have a portfolio and, and we didn't really know anybody, to be honest, in the, in the right places. But over the years, you know, gradually we got got a few first clients on board and gradually built our reputation. And, and, and nowadays, you know, all of our work comes from three places. And those three places are word of mouth, organic search, and repeat business. And um, repeat business means two things. It, it doesn't just mean more business from the same companies that you're already working with. It also means repeat business from the people you're working with in those companies. So if you build a really strong relationship with an individual in in one of your client companies, let's say the marketing manager who hired you to do a project for the company he worked for or she worked for, and and then that person goes and moves to a different company, they might want to continue that relationship with you. If they really loved working with you, they felt that you were a really good partner um, for their projects, then when they move into their new company, hopefully they're going to give you a call and say, hey, you know, come over here and do a project for us on, uh, in my new job. And and so repeat business is, is really a huge part of the work that we get now, as well as word of mouth and an organic search. You know, again, largely that comes from reputation that people people respect you and they know about you and you, you publish good content. Um, then they link to you and you, you, you know, Google cottons onto the fact that you're a credible player within your industry and, and so people find you. So I haven't answered the question about how we win our big name clients with love and and love is the answer and there's really four elements to this and the first element is 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 love yourself and certainly we found in in our business that when you love yourself when you really respect yourself you believe in yourself others respect you and believe in you and and when you lose confidence and you don't have faith in yourself others lose lose faith in you too and especially in the early days when you know you're starting a business and and naturally your confidence wavers you go in peaks and troughs of you know times when you think hey we can conquer the world and then times when you think oh my goodness we're never going to make it and it's amazing how the business that we got seemed to really closely correlate you know it was almost like a switch that when we really believed in ourselves things just happened good things happened and when we completely lost confidence in ourselves 
things started falling apart and it was you think that maybe the timing would be the other way that we believed in ourselves because things were going well or we didn't believe in ourselves because things were not going well but it actually they often sometimes we wondered whether actually it's the other way around that because we lacked confidence people would not hire us or they would not approach us but when we presented ourselves as a way that we really do believe in ourselves and we're really confident about what we're doing um that would fill others with confidence and they'd want to start a conversation love your team is really really important so you know the reason that you hire your team is because you believe that they're good people you believe that they're really good at what they do and you believe that they're going to give really good service to your clients and if you didn't believe that you'd never have hired them and so you always need to remember that and 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 make sure that that you respect them that you treat them really really well and if you treat your team really well, they'll treat each other really well and they'll treat your clients really well. And so loving your team is really, I think, at the heart of great customer service that you can't you can't treat people badly and then expect them to treat your clients well. It just it just wouldn't happen. Um, so creating a really positive team culture is is really the foundation, I think, of of building a company that can deliver great service to clients and really care for the client's needs. And that's really the next, you know, in my four kind of points of love. The third point is, is love your clients. And this is this is the single most important, but I think the first two are, are the building blocks for it. Um, and you've got to love your clients. And sometimes it can be difficult. Sometimes you have awkward situations. Sometimes you're not, you, you realize that you're not all on the same page or they're, maybe they're too demanding or maybe they have unrealistic expectations or or maybe 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 you've done something that you realize has put you in an awkward situation and you know maybe you feel a bit a bit uncomfortable about that but you've always got to keep in mind that the entire basis for your business is delivering amazing service to your clients the only reason you know a business like ours is a service business we're a web design and development agency the only reason our business exists is to deliver amazing service to our clients. And without our clients, we would be nothing. We wouldn't have a business. We wouldn't have a team. We just wouldn't exist. And so you've got to keep that at heart and remember that your clients are, you know, the oxygen to your business. You've got to love them. And then the final point is is love your world. And you know, this one might seem like it's sort of optional, not really necessary. But for us, it's been really important that when you love something, when you lo- love stuff that's you care about things that are more than just money, more than just building websites or designing websites, people see that. People see that you guys are not just in it for the money. You actually care about stuff. And it might be stuff that they don't care about. They're not remotely interested in the things that you're that you're passionate about you that you care about but in some ways that doesn't matter it's what's important is that it just shows that you actually are caring people and that if you care about stuff beyond yourself beyond your own company then there's a good chance you're also going to care about them as a client and so caring about the wider world is in a way a really good way of communicating to your clients and your potential clients that that you're good people and you're going to take care of them. So some really specific elements of of how how we do this in in reality. Um and a lot of it is stuff that's you know 
central to any good relationship, whether that's a personal relationship or or a business relationship. Um, so the first of these is listening. The foundation of any good relationship is the ability to listen. And it would it's very easy as an agency to think that, you know, we're the experts. That's why the client's hiring us, because we know we know best about whatever it is we do. And and to then force your opinion on the client, tell the client that you know what they need. And of course, they are coming to you for your professional opinion. And they do think that in some areas you probably know better than them. But at the same time, you don't know, you can't know what they need unless you listen to them, unless you listen to who they are, really figure out what their business does, why it does it why they you know in our case why do they need a website what are they trying to achieve what problem are they trying to solve and you can't just jump to conclusions you have to really listen to them and when you listen to the client they really appreciate that they really feel like they've been heard that you're there to help them to give them what they need rather than to just force something upon them and treat them as humans um it's my next thing so it's really easy to make the mistake especially with big name clients of thinking like you know you look at the logo rather than in the individual and 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 so you, you you treat people differently when you think that they're from a very prestigious organization and you sort of i don't know there's just an awkwardness that that you you sort of suck up to them or bow down to them and or maybe you just try to rip them off because you think wow they got loads of money or whatever it is and and i think that's it's a really big mistake to make that you've got to remember whatever the organization, whether it's a really small husband and wife business or whether it's a multinational company or a government department, everybody is an individual. Everybody is a human and you're not dealing with organizations. You're dealing with people. And when you just treat everybody as a, as a human and engage with them on a human level, you can build a strong relationship with them. And that relationship earns you trust and those people then communicate that trust within their organization and that's your that's really your foot in the door when you earn the trust of the key people by actually treating them like human beings that's how you get into a lot of these really really great clients you've got to treat everybody well so whoever they are whatever the circumstances you've got to treat people well you've always got to try to make sure that you do the right thing it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing it doesn't matter what strange circumstances have have come up you know even in really difficult situations you know for example when you have a client who's perhaps being disrespectful to a member of your team or uh, or even worse perhaps being being displaying inappropriate behavior towards a member of your team, something like that, or it's a really awkward situation. Um, and you could easily, you could easily be, be quite rude and blunt and, 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 and say things that, that you wouldn't normally say to a client. But actually, what we found is that even in those really difficult situations, even when you know that perhaps the client, or, or maybe it's not a client, maybe it's a supplier or a partner or even a member of staff has done something wrong, you've got to be really respectful and and really treat them well and and so yes someone might have done something well but explain it to them nicely explain your perspective where you're coming from and and treat them with respect and and often they'll go away actually thinking like okay you know we may not see eye to eye we may not agree but but they were fair and and 
and and they, and they treated me well and and I'm not going to I'm not going to spread bad words about them around the industry. I'm not going to I'm not going to hold a grudge against them. I'm going to just move on and and put this behind us. And I I think that's really important. Um another thing that's super important in any relationship is honesty. You've, honesty is the best way to earn anybody's trust and that includes clients. And and honesty can often mean admitting your own flaws it means giving your honest opinion so the client knows you know when you give your when you tell them what you think you're saying that because that's what you really mean they want your professional opinion give them your professional opinion sometimes that might mean telling them what they want to hear sometimes that might mean telling them what they don't want to hear but if you deliver it nicely and respectfully um the fact that you are always honest they'll they'll realize that and and gradually over time that will that will really earn you trust and, and particularly in terms of admitting your own flaws that pretending that you're perfect is it it's just unbelievable because nobody's perfect no agency is perfect no no business is perfect so admitting that is actually a great way of of communicating what you are good at so you know for example we're a specialist WordPress agency. We design and build WordPress websites. And we're really, really good at that. But there's so many things that we're rubbish at. And and they're things that go around, you know, go around that. So, you know, paper, you know, clients come sometimes come to us and ask us, can you do pay-per-click advertising? And and we could just say, oh, yeah, we, we could do that. And I'm sure somebody in our team could figure out how to do it. Um, and we, we could take the client's money and and we could do that service but the fact of the matter is that that's not what we're geared up for that's not our specialism and yeah we might be able to muddle through and get it done but but we wouldn't do a fantastic job and it wouldn't be fair on the client and it wouldn't be fair on our team either um but when you just say to the client you know look i know that you want these five things but actually we're only good at we're only really good at two of them or three of them so we'll just do those two but we wouldn't we wouldn't recommend that you you hire us to do the other two. In fact, we 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 refuse to do the other two because we know we're not good at them. That that's really powerful in terms of communicating to the client that you're honest about what you're good at, and that if you're not good at something, you're going to tell them. So that means that when you say you are good at something, they actually believe you because it's true. Whereas if you say you're good at everything, then clearly you're lying about something because nobody's good at everything. So honesty really permeates through everything that you do in business, I think. Um, And it's the basis for really powerful relationships with clients, really strong relationships with, with your team, really strong relationships with partners that you work with. It's probably the most important thing if not one of the most important things in any relationship whether it's business or personal and and following on from that really closely related is admitting your mistakes that you know we're all going to screw up from time to time nobody's ever perfect no company is ever perfect you are going to you are going to mess something up it doesn't matter how good your systems are there will be those rare occasions where something slips through the net and there's no point trying to cover it up the best thing you can do is to just say sorry, learn from the mistake and make sure that you do everything in your power to actually correct that mistake, put it right as quickly as possible. And those situations where you make a mistake, you know, they're, they're kind of make or break because potentially you could lose a client or, or you could damage your reputation when, when you make a mistake. And and it's, a mistake is never good for anybody. But if you handle it really, really well, 
and you really are honest about it and you go out of your way to make it right. It's strange how sometimes you can come out the other side with the client actually respecting you more. They respect you more for being so honest about it and they respect you more because they've seen how hard you worked to correct your mistake and and how sincere you are and how much you care about doing the right thing by them. And, And so sometimes actually... If you handle it, if you handle it well, those situations can strengthen your relationship with a client rather than rather than weaken them. I should just say that you know some of these points they might seem like these are not ways to win clients; they're ways to retain clients. But really, because in the long run, the best ways to get clients are word of mouth and repeat business. Probably retaining clients, the things you do to retain clients are the things that are going to earn you word of mouth business and they're things that are going to earn you repeat business and so what you do to win clients and what you do to retain clients um, are not two separate categories of things they're really they really mesh together and overlap and I, and I don't I don't think it's really helpful to try and try and separate them out necessarily another thing that we do that I think is really powerful is is sell less and you know this is something that wouldn't be possible if we had sales targets and sales commissions but it's something that really helps us earn trust again with the clients um, because most clients, when they approach an agency, one of the things they fear is that the agency is going to try to sell them things that they don't need just to make money. So, you know, you ask the client, you know, how much is your budget? And they tell you, oh, we've got, we've got £20,000 to spend. Then they're scared of telling you that because they think that if they say that then you're basically just gonna find things to fill that budget and and take the money off their hands but if you have a really frank conversation with them and you listen to what they need and you actually tell them you know in some cases they might need more than what they think they need and that's fine but there are also cases where they need less than they think they need and in those cases are those cases are an opportunity for you to prove that you're honest and, and prove that you care about them because because I think it's easy to tell the client actually you need more than you think you need when, when they do but it's very difficult to actually tell a client who's come and said look we've got a budget of £20,000 and tell them you know what actually having heard what you need you only need to spend ten, and you're leaving that other ten on the table when you potentially could have got it but the client can see that that you you just gave up that ten because it was in their best interests and and that's a really great way of proving to them that you're putting them first you're not putting yourselves first um, and sometimes that even means going as far as actually telling them that they don't need your services at all you know there have been cases where clients have come to us or potential clients have come to us and asked us if we could do something for them and we've sat down had a chat with them. And at the end of that, we said to them, you know what, you could do this yourselves. You know, you've got the skills in house. You just didn't know what you needed to do. And now, you know, through discussion with us and and us giving a little bit of advice, we've pointed you in the right direction that you can go away and do it. And and sometimes they will. They'll they'll go away and do it. But you're still you're still you're still winning out of that, even if you can't, even if you're not getting a paid job off the back of it immediately what you're getting is you're getting you're getting that word of mouth reputation that you know you really helped them you really put them first you really cared about them and and they'll tell other people about that and they'll remember that so when they have another job um they'll come back and they'll ask for your help or if they try and do it themselves 
and then they realize that actually you know we've got a bit stuck and and maybe actually be better if you did it or yes we could do it ourselves but you know what we don't really have the time so we'd rather that you guys just did it anyway even though we, we could do it ourselves you've you've earned their trust at that point and and you might end up getting work out of it anyway um and even if not on this project big companies always have new projects and that's the thing to remember that don't look at it as like a one-shot thing if you build a really good relationship with a with a client or a potential client and you go out of your way to help them um even if there's nothing in it for you then they might come back at a later date with a new project and and then that you can bring them on board as a client at that point so so what you do today isn't necessarily just for the projects that you're going to win today and the clients you're going to gain today it, it's also you're building you're building up reputation positive reputation and you're earning sales for the future and and I think that's really really important and that's kind of what we've done at whole grain in terms of trying to focus on building a positive brand is is always focus on building that positive reputation in the marketplace so that we will earn we will earn business in the future rather than always focusing on on those quick wins right now and you know in the early days, I'd say maybe we got off to a little bit of a slow start because of that. And I think maybe if you're in startup phase, there probably are things that you do differently to sort of accelerate the process. But but certainly as a long-term strategy, it really pays dividends. And another thing, you know, just in terms of going out of your way to be helpful even when there's nothing in it for you, that, that also applies, you know, one, even once a client is on board, you know, sometimes they need help with something that, that actually you can help them with, but it's not really there's no real benefit to you um but you know that you're the only people that can help them um or you're the best people to help them and so and so you go out of your way to help them whether there's something in it for you or not and a good example of that in our business is web hosting you know every website needs to be hosted somewhere and in a lot of cases you know clients maybe don't really understand hosting or they they do understand hosting but they don't understand the specifics of of how it applies to wordpress and and who are they going to go and ask about that? And, you know, we've got wealth of experience because all of our clients have WordPress websites. They're all hosted somewhere. We have to work with those hosting companies to make sure that their websites run smoothly. And so even though we don't sell hosting, we don't make any money out of it, um, we do have this wealth of knowledge within our team. And so sharing that with our clients and giving them advice and helping them find the right solution for their needs and facilitating a positive relationship with the right hosting company, introducing them to the right people, facilitating those discussions to make sure that, that they're going to be looked after, that they're going to get what they need. Um, that can be really, really valuable to the client. And and there's not necessarily anything in it for us. Um, but it's it helps cement the relationship by by us, you know, recognizing that this is something that they need and and it's it's essential to their project, and we can fulfill that. So, so so we're going to help them out with that. Um, it's really important to always always do your best. I mean, it sounds like the sort of thing that your mum tells you when you're when you're going to school or or Boy Scouts or something. But but you got to give a hundred percent, even if you think it isn't enough, and even if you think the client isn't worth it. And it might sound obvious, but I think all too often this can actually get forgotten that. That's why the client hired you. The client hired you because they believed that 
they're going to give you their money and in return you're going to give them your best you're going to give them the best service that you can give them and sometimes there might be situations where you've taken a project on board and actually you've realized that this is this is not going to be profitable or you've realized that um maybe it wasn't what you thought it was going to be and uh, it isn't necessarily the type of project that actually you really wanted to work on but you, you know you there are always going to be situations where you you make a misjudgment like that and you take a project on that perhaps later you think mm, maybe not the best choice but that's not an excuse to not give it a hundred percent if anything that's a reason why you need to to give it even more because you've got to make sure that that you really even if your motivation is not a hundred percent that actually you still give that client a hundred percent service and the, the level of quality and care that they were promised because that is what you've promised them and you might choose in the future you might choose not not to do another project of that type or not to do another project with that client but for that initial project that you've agreed with them you've got to give it a hundred percent and they'll by doing that even if you don't work with them again they'll at least have enjoyed the experience of working with you they'll respect you for being professionals for being good at what you do and hopefully that will earn you some good word of mouth reputation in the future i think i touched on this earlier but but don't don't give up on them perseverance really really counts for a lot and clients want an agency that's going to stick by them through hard times it's easy to do a project when things are going well and the requirements are simple and to end up come to the end of the project with a client who's happy and says oh you know you didn't you do a wonderful job but it's much harder to have that happy client at the end of a really challenging project and that project might be challenging because there were really really tough technical challenges that needed to be solved or that project might be tough because there were challenges with people that needed to be solved you know maybe you know maybe the maybe on the client side they had a committee of 12 people who all had to agree on everything and and it it was it slowed the project down it made it hard to to make decisions but but when you persevere and you stick through it the client also can see how hard you know they they know that there there are challenges. They can see when there are challenges, especially if you have a really open dialogue with them and you, and you communicate with them through the project. And so when they see that you've persevered and you haven't given up on them halfway through the project, you haven't thrown in the towel and said, you know what, you know, this project's taking a lot longer than we thought it was going to and we don't have time for this anymore. You don't do that. You you persevere, you stick through it and and the client really respects you for that because then they know that when they hire you for a future project that even if things are harder than expected, that you're going to deliver the goods and you're going to give it everything it takes to make sure that that project is successful. You've got to also be really forgiving. I think this is maybe something that's not talked about enough, but just as you would expect, well, not expect, in fact, you wouldn't expect, but you would hope that your clients would forgive you for your weaknesses. Those, those times when you make little mistakes and you're not perfect, but you learn from it and you put your hands up, you'd hope that your client would would forgive you for that because they'd know that in the bigger picture, actually, you know, you're really good at what you do. You really care about them. You're really going out of your way to give them the best service that you can. In exactly the same way, you need to forgive your client for their weaknesses. And you've got to understand that, that they're not an expert in the same things that you are. And 
but they're not necessarily perfect. And I think as an agency or or even as a freelancer, you know, it's easy to get frustrated with clients sometimes because maybe they don't understand the technical things that you're talking about or or maybe, like I just said, you know, maybe there's like a committee that that can't make decisions on things or or maybe they told you that they were going to deliver certain assets to you at a certain date and you push them for it and and they can't deliver by that date and whatever their weaknesses might be you've got to forgive them for it because the only way that you're going to have a happy healthy client is if you work together as a team and you accept that look we're not all perfect we're not all going to do everything perfectly but we're all going to try our best and we're all going to work together and make sure that we're all on the same page and that we're all aligned with the goals of the project and we're all working towards the same goal and when you forgive your clients for their own weaknesses it relieves a lot of tension in the project one of the biggest stresses in an agency is that tension with the client where you think that your expectations are not aligned or you think that or you're frustrated that they're not doing the things that you think that they need to do and actually often that's really unfair because they've got a lot of pressures on their side they've got they got their own issues going on and so rather than being frustrated with them you need to really you know take a step back take a deep breath um and and just work with them on it and and just try to figure out okay like how can we overcome this challenge you know is there anything we can do to help um can we shuffle things around a bit in our schedule to make this work for you um so instead of being frustrated you you're looking at solutions rather than um rather than dwelling on the problem and don't use jargon and don't use complicated language that the client doesn't understand and we all do it i know i do it um cuz you start living in a world where all the people around you are into the same things that you're into and you start talking about things like ux and ui and ia and seo and clients don't necessarily know what these things do some clients know exactly what you're talking about but some clients don't have a clue and um that can make them feel really uncomfortable and sometimes they won't even tell you that they don't know what you're talking about it just makes them feel uncomfortable it makes them perhaps makes them feel a little bit stupid a little bit embarrassed and a little bit nervous that that you're not on the same wavelength that you're talking about things that they don't understand which makes them things that think that maybe they're talking about things that you don't understand and so you know communication is so important you've got to make sure that everybody understands each other and eliminating jargon from your language as 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 far as you can do it is a great way of ensuring that everybody is on the same page and that everybody does understand what they're talking about and you know it can work the other way as well sometimes you have clients who who use jargon that even you don't understand and and you're embarrassed you don't want to admit that that you don't you don't know what they mean and um you have to google it and then you realize oh okay actually that was really straightforward but but they use some some buzzword that that you haven't come across before and that's fine you know because they're the client so if they want to use that language you you've got to live with that but but you shouldn't do it the other way unless you know that the client is comfortable with it if you've got a relationship with that client and you know that they like to use certain phrases then actually you know adapt to that you can use those phrases because you know that actually that's the language they talk in and that if you if you use those phrases they really will understand but i think as a default it's really helpful to just go with the principle that if you don't use jargon and use just clear simple language then it makes it so much easier for everybody to understand what's going on another thing that's really important 
in terms of the relationship between the client and the agency is to treat them as a partner and actually this has kind of been one of our one of our values as a company and one of our slogans even at whole grain over the years is is you know look we're your digital partner and and being a partner is really important i think with an with a service business particularly with an agency it's very easy to have an us and them attitude that you know they're the client we're the agency there's a big line or a di- gap in between and, and and effectively it's like they're outsourcing stuff to you they give you a project you do it you give it back end of story and actually that's not the best way to do a project that's not the most healthy way to do a project and that's not the most satisfying way to do a project and so when you start off with a different attitude you start off from the point of view of like no we're partnering together on this project uh there's one project so there's one project team and some people on that project team are from the agency some people on that project team are from the client's business um but it is one team you get you get a much better outcome you you really collaborate together and work towards a common goal and and work through problems together it's really a great way of working it it gives the client so much more confidence in the process and um and so i think that's something that's always worth remembering that you know they are your partner they're not they're not some separate organization so another thing you can do for clients um to show them that you love them is is surprise them you know a surprise gesture is often a really great way of telling anybody that you love them and um that might be really simple things like just you know sending them some chocolates to say how much you've enjoyed working with them or or it might be it might be something like doing a little bit of work for them that they've never asked for but you saw an opportunity that you had an idea and you thought oh my goodness they're going to love this it's going to be so good for them um and and maybe it's something fairly small and you just thought you know instead of asking them if they want it and and making a quote for them and charging them for it they're a good client we care about them and we know that this is really they're really going to like this so so we'll just we'll just do it anyway you know we just go away and we'll do it in the background when we we won't tell them about it and when we've done it we'll we'll show them and we'll say hey we did this for you we thought you'd like it um and maybe they don't like it but <laughs> hopefully they will and even if they don't um the point is that you did it because you cared and they'll really appreciate that they'll really appreciate that you that you actually think about their needs you think about their requirements and you don't just blindly follow what they say you know you you don't just take their brief and go away and build it you you're you've always got their business in the back of your mind and you're thinking okay what's what else could we do that would be really great for them and sometimes actually surprising them might just be that it might not even be doing any work for them it might just be coming back to them with a list of ideas and saying hey look we've we thought of all these things that that you might be interested in do you want to have a chat about it and and they might be really nicely surprised that 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 you've spent that time thinking about them thinking for them you know about their business and what what might help move their business forward so one of the things i mentioned earlier about you know loving the wider world is that you've got to care about more than just the money and i think that until you even if the things that you care about beyond money are actually completely irrelevant to your business completely irrelevant to the service that you deliver to your clients the fact that you do care about more than just money helps create a healthy relationship you know the 
when you're completely focused on revenue and profits, naturally your behavior towards the client, even if you try your absolute best for it not to affect it, it is going to affect it. It is going to put a bias in your way. Um, and the client's going to pick up on that, even if subconsciously that they're, they're going to realize that maybe you, you are always trying to just milk them for as much as you can get out of them. And and that's certainly not true in our case. And and you want to make sure that that's not true. So caring about more than just money and caring about the wider world is, a, is important, not just because it actually helps make the world a better place, but also because it shows the client that you do have integrity, that you do care about more than just money. And, and, and as part of that, you know, it's, it's, care, it's not just caring about the wide world, it's caring about them, that, that you put your, 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 your priority is to do something positive in the world, even if doing something positive in the world means making them happy or helping make their business successful, that that's your first goal. Making money is the means to the end. It's the, you know, that's what allows your business to exist. That's what allows your business to continue. That's what allows you to be able to actually work with them and give them that service. But the reason that you exist is to do something positive and to do something great for your client. So I think when you always have that at the top of your mind, that that what you care about is that primary goal and that the money is the means to the end, that that sends a really positive message to clients and potential clients. And it means that you actually deliver them a much, much better service than you would otherwise do. And, and related to that is not being afraid to share your passions because I think, you know, everybody is human and the people you're working with, whether it's a big company or a small company, as I said earlier, they are humans. And when you share your passions it really helps to build trust and build a, a more a close sort of personal relationship with those individuals because they can see you as a human and 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 so they can they can enjoy working with you they can they can have a good time with you they can talk about interesting things it makes the whole process of working together much more interesting much more enjoyable and you you know you might not share the same passions but it's still it's still positive it's still interesting um, but sometimes you'll find that you actually do share the same passions and that's even better. You know, that's really fantastic when you, you know, you you find clients where you're really on the same wavelength on a personal level as well as just on a sort of on a professional level. And also in a bigger context, when you when you talk about your passions openly, whether that's the passions of you as the company owner or founder or whether that's the, you know, letting your team talk about their passions and express their passions um, within the team and externally through you know activities that the company does or your company blog or you know whatever it is that you do um, that people pick up on that and they, they they start to learn about the culture of your team and they see that you have a positive team culture and that's something they want to be associated with they they can see that they're going to enjoy working with your team because um, they they understand the type of people that they really are that they're not um, they're not sort of generic um, they're not generic workers they're really interesting fascinating wonderful people that are passionate about things in life and and they want to work with those people it's, it's exciting to work with those people and and so it really helps it really does help bring inquiries into the business bring clients on board um, and also it helps to attract clients 
that are on your wavelength, clients that share some of the same passions that you do because, you know, those people who are in charge of hiring an agency from from another company, they're humans and when they see people who are into the same things that they are, even if it's irrelevant to the project, um, naturally, they're, they're going to be attracted towards that. They're going to see, oh, you know, you know, maybe they're not going to hire you because of it, but they might they might get in touch to discuss the project because of it. And so, so sharing your passions is maybe something that is it doesn't have any tangible benefit to the business or the client, but actually it really helps to initiate really positive relationships, but also to to sort of sustain those those positive relationships long term and. Uh, create a positive working environment for everybody and so finally all of this ties in to what i said earlier about building a wholesome brand and this is something that we've worked really really hard on and we continue to work really really hard on which is to communicate your positive attitude values and culture through your brand because sometimes from the outside it's hard for potential clients to really know what sort of company you are what sort of people you have in your team and yeah great you know once they meet you and they get to know your team and they start to work with your team they'll learn that and hopefully they'll love it and and they'll enjoy working with you but from the outside you know they might not know anything about you it might not be obvious and so I think for us trying to communicate that at every touch point that we do have a really wholesome team of really wonderful people who are really talented, but they really care about great stuff. Is really important in in getting clients on board, in attracting clients initially, um, and and it's it's every touch point of your brand. You should be thinking about this. So, you know, in our case, you know, the most obvious element is is the name, is our brand name, Whole Grain Digital, and you know the reason that we're called whole grain digital is because partly because we we love good food but also because we believe in sort of an a whole a wholesome approach to everything so that's permeates through everything that we do is thinking about is this really wholesome you know are we delivering really good service to our clients are we offering services that are really positive are we working with clients that are the right type of businesses um and then you know it goes all the way through into really sort of small details of the brand that maybe you don't even think of so things like you know terms and conditions of service can often be really terrible and i know there's been a lot of talk in recent years about sort of terms and conditions on services like facebook and gmail and things like that but you know we have terms and conditions as a as an agency and there was an interesting situation a little while back where we'd never really looked at our terms and conditions. A solicitor had written them for us years ago and they were sort of fairly generic and written by a solicitor. A lot of legal jargon that we didn't really understand, but basically it was like, no, you know, handed to us, like, this is what you need, terms and conditions, and to protect you as a company and make sure that that, that you don't get screwed over. And Okay, fine. But a client came to us and, and read our terms and conditions a little while back and and they were at the point where they were they'd already agreed to go ahead with the project. They were already basically signed up, but they just hadn't yet paid the deposit. And they read the terms and conditions and they freaked out. You know, they they said that they really loved our brand, they really loved talking to our people, and then when they read the terms and conditions, their heart sank. 
and they they thought you know this is not what i expected that it's it's really one-sided it's really you know harsh legal language um a lot of it quite unintelligible to a person who's not a solicitor and um and they were actually going to back out of the project just because of that and we just rewrote them overnight we literally just blank sheet of paper we went through point by point and said okay we asked ourselves why do we even have terms and conditions like what is the point of them and we wrote them out in really human easy to understand language um we shifted the balance so that it was it was really fair like the terms and conditions were there to protect the client as much as they were to protect us and to make sure that everybody's on the same page and 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 within the terms and conditions not just explaining what the conditions are but also explaining why those conditions are there so that the client can really understand you know what's the what's the reasoning behind this and that client was delighted they couldn't believe it when they came you know they came into the office the next morning and had an email from us saying look we, we took it on board and we we've written new terms and conditions and we hope you like them and they loved them and <laughs> and the project the project went ahead and you know okay those terms and conditions might make a lawyer fall off their chair and say you know these are terrible they're full of legal loopholes but the reality is that building trust with the client is far more important than having terms and conditions in place that mean that you can potentially challenge them in court at a later date if you needed them to if you ever get to the point of having to use your terms and conditions to enforce something from a client enforce a payment um or justify anything if you if you ever have to go back to those terms and conditions and especially if you have to get any sort of you know lawyers or solicitors involved then you've really failed as a service company the terms and conditions are there really just to make sure that everybody's on the page right everybody's on the same page everybody understands how you're going to work together and and the sort of the boundaries around that and to get the project off on the right foot um and after that hopefully if you do everything right you won't ever need them and and I'm, lo- I'm thankful to say that you know generally speaking that that's been the case with us and so i'd much rather have terms and conditions that made clients feel comfortable and were beneficial to everybody including the client than have terms and conditions that 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 were just really there to protect our own asses and so that's that's just an example of how every aspect of your brand even those that are kind of dry and boring and behind the scenes you should be thinking about how can we make sure that this is really wholesome how can we make sure that this is really positive and that it communicates who we are as people and that it it upholds our own positive values and that the client will the client will like this as much as we do so really just to wrap up you know how to win big name clients with love is really about being a good lover and it might sound funny but you know it's all about relationship building and the things that you would do in any personal relationship are the same things that the same qualities maybe not the same literal things but the same qualities um that you do to build a good business relationship so it's it's things like being caring being passionate about about what you do being reliable but also sometimes being spontaneous and always being honest um being yourself not trying to pretend that you're something that you're not and always remember that money can't buy love winning big name clients is about building strong relationships with them and that all good relationships are based on love. Mm-hmm.